Hey y'all, how's it going? It's, uh, it's been a little bit, but uh, we have at long last gotten to the end of the first season. And much of what I'm going to be doing today and talking about today is, uh, is a recap of the trajectory that we've been on some of the things that uh, I've spoken about and um, also looking forward onward and forward to the future with great expectations as to what it will bring both experientially for myself and experientially for you we're all on this sort of uh, orientation or path but uh, if you've been following along and if you've come this far with me I would imagine that your path is similar to mine so with that being said let's get this recap on I hope y'all can uh, hear me pretty clearly considering the uh, ambient noise this is the continent after all, so sounds are different from what you're used to. Some of you, anyway. Others, y'all are going to be quite familiar with this. So, I began this series with a confession of sorts about my addiction to pornography up until this point and I talked about how it had affected much of my life uh, every facet of it frankly now I'm, I'm loosely following the trajectory of all the previous episodes I spent uh, episode one really just shedding light on this and by that virtue shedding light on this issue overall you see what I learned uh, especially before I started this podcast was that um, a lot of people are going through this very much in the same way that I was quietly and secretly and uh, what I realized is that one of the first ways or one of the first steps that one has to take in order to get past this is first to shine a light. So I did that in episode one. Now this is um, <laughs> this is a very funny moment because it feels as though it's happened before. I'm just taking that in briefly. But moving on. Uh, that's really what episode one was about. Shedding light and saying, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm dealing with. And I imagine that if you're listening, you either A, know someone who's dealing with it, or B, are dealing with it yourself. Now, especially to those who are dealing with it themselves, I would say that at this stage, 
it's probably been something that's been going on for a long time or a relatively long time and you've gotten to a point in your life where you don't know or you're not completely sure what to do about it and you keep doing it and you know that it's a problem and that you have a problem but you're not necessarily uh, sure of how to stop or how to say anything and one of the biggest hurdles is in fact just talking about it and saying this is what's going on there's a lot of stigma around it there's a lot of uh, people have certain views and perspectives around it that keep that keep us from sharing and saying that this is what's going on but it also I believe on anyone's part requires a lot of bravery and a lot of strength and a lot of clarity and focus to talk about it now that wasn't always the case for me through each of these episodes but uh, after episode one having shed the initial light on it I began to expand the um, let's call it radius of the spotlight and I think that would give you a pretty good visual of what the activity uh, looks like in a metaphorical sense shining a spotlight and widening the radius now widening the radius takes us into or took us into episode two and three and a little bit of four which mostly was about context giving you a little bit of my personal history with broad strokes and also my experience the history of that experience as to how I came across this kind of material which is quite similar to how many of us do you know at a young-ish age not quite knowing what it was prior to or what to expect having seen it and the change that occurred right after that the uh, moment of discovery so to speak which from there in my case led to years and years and years and years and years of overindulgence quietly and secretly a lot of you who probably knew me over the years hadn't, would have had, wouldn't have had an idea that this was going on. And that's, that's what allows it to thrive, to continue. Now, episode five, and I believe a little bit of six and seven, I began talking about the aspects of it that I have dealt with in recent times and the different ways that I went about trying to solve this problem once I realized that I had a problem. The ways that I tried, the ways that I failed, and also the things that I succeeded at. Many of those things are still with me, one of them being meditation, quiet meditation, 
developing and cultivating an attitude of positivity, self-love, most especially self-love, which is what allowed me to recognize that I deserve better. And if you start to develop that aspect of yourself, you'll also recognize that you deserve better. The truth is we all deserve better than what we had given ourselves up until this point. And that being said, it has, and one of the things that I did talk about was the process of the changes that occurred once I decided or made that decision to start solving these problems. And it just expanded, you know? One of the things that you realize, or that I realized, was that what I was dealing with wasn't the real problem. It actually was a symptom of the problem. Now, as I'm speaking to you right now, I believe that I have dealt with most of those symptoms. And I'm now in a phase where, let me use another metaphor. I'm all bandaged up. I've seen where the wounds are. I've seen how deep the wounds are. I put some disinfectant on it. It hurts, it stings. It smarts, <laughs> but um, now I've put some bandages on it. Yeah, and uh, sometimes you may need to take the bandage off and rewrap it, especially if it gets uh, moist or soaked up with blood, which does happen in the case of flesh injuries. But that's pretty much the stage where it is now, where you just put the bandage on and let the body handle the rest, reconstituting your cell structure, growing, whether it's new muscle or new tissue, and then eventually either scabbing over, and then after scabbing over, the wound dries. And when it dries, the scab eventually falls off and you have a new skin underneath, tender, vibrant, and ready to be integrated into the rest of the body as time goes on. I took that metaphor pretty far, but I hope you understood what I was talking about. Moving that into a psychological, mental space, it's quite similar. I had wounds that I hadn't addressed. I had just covered up and allowed to fester in a way. And what I was experiencing, it came in the form of this addiction, was my unconscious way of addressing the hurt that I was feeling on the inside. And for many of us, that's what's really going on that we're feeling a lot of hurt inside and we don't know what to do about it. We don't have any positive or constructive ways of dealing with it, of handling the pain. And so that's much of what episodes four, five, and six were about. Now, as I, as I 
got into putting, you know, this series out, I also got a lot of reactions. And this is also part of the process, especially, especially when you realize that what you've been doing has actually hurt a lot of people. And oftentimes what follows with shedding a light on things is that everyone can see now. And with that comes opinions, with that comes observations, and with that comes reactions. Some were positive, some were negative, you know? But ultimately, despite the negativity of some of that, there was an overarching positivity that came from it. And I believe that there was only one reason why that was the case, or two maybe. Number one, honesty. And number two, realizing, especially in the cases where I did get a negative reaction, that I had hurt people with what I had been doing to myself, which is, go figure, you know? I thought it was quite weird, but it's one of the things that we discover with this. People do care and they, they are in pain when you are in pain, even if you're not saying or emoting it. The truth is, you know, this thing affects us and everything around us and everything that we touch. It colors it. It changes it. Everything affects everything, you know? Butterflies cause hurricanes. And so, one of the other things that I also realized was how it negatively affected the work that I was doing and how long it took for me to get things done. And generally speaking, I would say that I am a methodical work. My, my, my work style is methodical. And I tend to be detail-oriented. I'm always looking to do something that I haven't done before with each project or with each uh, endeavor. But this compounded it. Because I would take off days at a time, sometimes weeks at a time, to go do something else that didn't serve me. Not really, anyway. And a lot of this came from me just depleting my energy resources and thinking that this was an activity that would restore that, when in fact, it was nothing but an illusion. So that's much of what episode four, five, and six were about. And I also talked about the ways and the things and the changes in attitudes and my perspective on life and my view on myself and how those changes began to affect what I was experiencing. And as time went on, especially as I began to address these things, I began to find 
more and more time to experience sobriety from this. And the more of that I experienced, the more time I had to really find and understand myself and what I was going through. And I would imagine that if you're on this path also, that you have had some similar discoveries. And I also remember talking about patience and realizing that I didn't get to the point that I got to with that addiction. It didn't take a day, it didn't take two, it took years. And also realizing that I needed to be patient with the process as I spun out of it. It didn't take a day, it didn't take two. It's taken years. Years of work, years of understanding, years of research, years of seeking help in various forms, years of trial, years of error. But one thing that I did do, and this is now leading us into episodes 7, 8, and 9, which involved a relapse. And the poetic thing about this whole series was that as I put out each episode about the relapses that I had months prior, I experienced the same thing again. And so it was essentially three weeks of relapse for three weeks of episodes about relapsing. And that really was a difficult thing to do because here I was talking about this art of personal reconstruction and taking, taking a public approach to this very intimate process of reconstituting yourself after having been broken be it by life, be it by other people, or be it by our own hands. Sometimes we break ourselves. And that's often what happens in the case of an addiction. You're breaking yourself over and over and over again. And that's where the idea for this podcast, the name of this podcast actually came, Kintsugi, which is this Japanese art form of reconstructing broken pottery. But not just reconstructing it, reconstructing it with with material that accentuates its brokenness, that celebrates its brokenness, and also transforms that broken piece into something that is more magnanimous and spectacular than what was there prior. The beauty is in the breakage and how it comes together to form something different, something new, more valuable and more beautiful than it was prior to when it broke.
And that's what this podcast is about. It's personal reconstruction. It has been a difficult process talking about these things, especially in regard to the bubble and taking all of you through the emotional aspect of that experience and just essentially bearing it and putting it out there. The design or the intent of doing so was to keep shining that light no matter what happened. And what that essentially meant that if, if I was going to relapse, I was going to do it in front of all of you. Not literally, but... <laughs> Every time that I did, I knew I had to come back and face you and tell you that this is what happened. And that despite the fact that I'm talking about this, especially on the tail end of it, as things start to and continue to change, that I'm not 100% there yet. And I imagine you're not 100% there yet. But you will be. I will be. We will be. And this series is, in a way, meant to give as detailed of a map as possible, showing as many of the pitfalls, as much of the pain, as much of the anguish as possible, but not arbitrarily so, with the goal of also showing the conviction, the resolve that one needs to move past this, to push past this, to grow, to continue to grow, to continue to advance, continue to water that plant of sobriety so that it would eventually grow and grow and grow and turn into a field of beautiful flowers and just change the very nature of the soil that it's been planted in. I hope that analogy makes sense. (laughs) It does to me. So, I imagine it does for you. And, like I said, yeah, it has been a difficult process. But it's also been a really great process. It's taught me a lot. It's taught me a lot about honesty. It's taught me a lot about bravery. It's taught me a lot about conviction. It's taught me a lot about fear. And I have to tell you this. Most importantly, It's taught me a lot about freedom. One of the outgrowths of having put this out, as embarrassing as it is, as difficult as it is, as painful as it is, as beautiful as it is, is that I don't feel shackled or constrained by it any longer. And even though the phantom (laughs) still haunts, or has, up until recent... Uh, up until recently I'm, I'm literally maybe just about a week sober now from the uh, last relapse that we all went through at least 
you listened while I went through it. I kind of lost my train of thought there, but I'll double back around. But it did give me this tremendous sense of freedom. I'm not hiding it anymore. I don't have anything to hide anymore. And when you don't, you know, the, the, the effort and the, the mental musculature that you need to keep this down is now released. So there's more energy in the system which can be applied to different things. And so at this stage, rather than sit down for like three plus hours and excuse me, three plus days <laughs> and watch porn and then spend another two recovering, I'd much rather make this podcast. I'd much rather tell you the truth of what that experience has been. I'd much rather talk about things that I've learned from it and the ways that I've grown from it. And I'd much rather give you and anyone else who's listening to this or experiencing this, especially if you've experienced this or are in the midst of it, a map, a way out. But I'm also discovering that as I go along. I'm in a way to use this terminology, stepping out in faith. I don't know where this is going to lead, but I know it's going to lead somewhere good. Because I've tried everything else. And that's also another component that I talked about across each of the episodes. But I also know that I didn't, uh, I didn't dig into it as deeply as I know that I can is the, uh, the spiritual component of all of this or the spirituality that I developed or came in tune with or, you know, aligned with as I began to endeavor to solve this as I oriented myself in a direction that was different from where I had been going that was part of the growth it wasn't just mental, psychological or physical it was also spiritual now it did take a different form than you know, what I had uh, learned growing up and I imagine that that's something that I would talk about a lot more in season two. Now, as a final bit, especially in the last episode, I did, you know, generally gloss over some of the uh, things that I intend to do with the next season. So, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Now, one of the first things that I would do is try and remember and address some of the feedback that I got and tell you guys what you can expect from the next season and also give you a roadmap of the next leg of this journey and 
which way we're going to be oriented. That doesn't mean that you have to be oriented in this way. No, that doesn't mean that. Some of you might even be further along than I am, and I'm just getting caught up. But if you're... If you're just in a stage where you don't even know what's happening, but you know you have a problem, then my hope with this is that it gives you a bit of a map. It's not meant to tell you a sob story or to say, oh my God, I'm you know in such pain and I don't know what to do. No, it is, it is meant to show that aspect, yes. But always with the goal of being an example. Now, with all that being said, experience is still the best teacher. But a good example sometimes is a good map. It's a good way to get yourself oriented and heading in the right direction, especially if you resonate with this. Now, this isn't just for people who are going through this. This is for anyone who knows someone who's going through this. Or maybe you've had a different kind of experience, but adjacent to this. It's all connected. So with season two, I'm taking a lot of feedback into account. And one of the things that I'm gonna do with it is have a little more structure to the episodes and the trajectory of the episodes and what I talk about in each episode. You know, doing things a little bit more in the way of like line items, having topics, going deep into those topics, maybe going through multiple episodes with certain themes, but having that mapped out already prior to each episode. And what I've done with season one is really just freestyle. Even now I'm freestyling. I have a general sense of what I want to talk about but I don't know what I'm gonna say before I say it. And so, there's a natural flow to each episode. Sometimes it works out pretty well, especially when I've been clear of mind. Like now, for example, I'm coming to you with a week's worth of clear-mindedness. But I'm sure you noticed with the bubble episodes, or let's call it the bubble series, the relapse, is that that coherence started to waver a little bit. And much of that was in part, or could be connected directly to the feeling of disconnection and decoherence that had come after each relapse. And to use that as an example, which is what I was doing, is to show how it essentially just knocks you off your game. It knocked me off my game. Even while doing this, it knocked me off my game. I can tell you, even now, having just, just recorded this, not just started, but just recorded this, or recording this, 
feel a lot better. I'm in a much better space mentally. I'm experiencing a lot more peace, both internally and externally. So I've got a nice feedback loop going. And what I want to do now is amplify that and grow that and crowd out the weeds that I've allowed to grow in my own heart or in my own soul or in my own body quite literally at least not literal weeds metaphorical weeds but my body literally <laughs> it affects us on every level and though we think we do a good job of hiding it we don't the body keeps score nature keeps score life keeps score reality keeps score so bringing things back to what's going on in episode two so you're gonna get a lot more of this a lot more clarity a lot more coherence a lot more structure but also keeping this freestyle element because I quite like it and I also think that it is the best way to talk about this to deliver this message I'm pretty sure you guys would have checked out by now if I were just reading this off of a script or doing a PSA you know public service announcement and all so you can expect that with episode two I, I think you can also expect um, little details quality wise better audio quality I'm eventually going to look into some hardware to help with this process. Right now, I just work from the phone, and I put it on my computer, and uh, I just upload. I'm currently sponsoring this podcast entirely personally, and for season two, I aim to keep it that way. That keeps the uh, incentive for outside influence down to a minimum. When I say outside influence, I'm talking about things like advertising or even investor opinions, to use the business term. So, with that, I will continue to self-sponsor throughout season two. So you're not going to see or hear any sort of ads or anything of that sort. I don't believe this is the kind of series that wants that sort of thing. But I'm also going to add little touches, you know, like better sound quality, some kind of introduction and outroduction, or excuse me, outro. <laughs> and also, though I will be continuing this freestyle thing I will also endeavor to speak more clearly more coherently because even though I understand myself very well I've got to bring you into the process of understanding me so that my message can get through as clearly as possible and so I have to keep in mind that I'm not I'm not the only person involved in this, you are too. And so I'm going to endeavor, especially if things have been difficult to understand, to make things a little clearer, 
again a little more coherent and a little more concise. So you can expect that for season two. You can also expect a more positive outlook. <laughs> um, I have talked a lot about the past in this series and quite a bit about the present. And much of it has been oriented around the negative aspects of having been addicted to porn for 10 plus years. But I also want to look to the future, talk about the ways that my life and experience has improved, the ways that I aim to improve it, again, all with the idea or goal providing a map. Now, what's good for me may not necessarily be good for you. And so this isn't a this isn't a prescription. It's a guide. Take the elements from it that you resonate with. Take the aspects of it that help you. And you can leave the rest on the cutting room floor. Some of you may take certain aspects of this and say, yeah, I think, I, I think I've learned something from that. Some of you may not learn anything from that and may feel that it's unnecessary. And so because of that, I also am aware that variety is something that's important. As much variety as I can include from my experience. So that's one of the things you can expect from season two. I think you can also expect to hear a little bit more about the other things that I do, the other aspects of myself and personality and projects and endeavors and goals and dreams. Because we all have them, you have them. And I know that in my experience that just listening to people or being in close proximity to people who have that clarity, who are oriented in that way, has also helped me to orient myself towards my goals, towards my dreams, towards the kind of life that I want to live. And that's the part where we all share something in common is that if you're here now, I'm pretty sure you want something better for yourself. I'm pretty sure you feel stuck and you know, maybe you don't know what to do or you've been working at this for a while and it just feels good to know that you're not the only person that's going through it. But what's good for me may not necessarily be good for you. And the only reason I'm talking about this is, again, like I've, you know, iterated throughout this episode, is to provide a map. Not a guide, but a map. Or a route, or an orientation, or a go-that-way-ish. <laughs> but heaven for me isn't heaven for you. Paradise for me isn't paradise for you. And so it's important that at some stage that 
with these sorts of general tools that are born from the example of experience that you are able to orient yourself towards your heaven towards your paradise towards your Shangri-La towards your happy place any which way you want to look at it or translate it and I think that's where I'm going to leave you guys with this episode and with this season I'm going to leave you with my gratitude I'm going to leave you with my thanks I'm I'm honored that you've come this far with me having seen or at least heard <laughs> the worst aspects of myself and by that virtue perhaps feeling like it's okay to not be okay and to want to get better we've lived or we live in a society that tends to accentuate our best features our best moments our best lives and absolutely that's a good thing but we've been doing ourselves a disservice by not talking about the deepest struggles that we've had the deepest pains the deepest embarrassments the deepest failings all the ways in which we are broken and not okay we don't talk enough about it and because we don't it grows and it festers and eventually when we're not paying attention comes around to bite and it bites hard so this is part of this is part of an endeavor to shine a light on everything both good and bad and say this is who I am this is who you are as you are and it's a scary thing to do so that's why I'm saying thank you for being here through the ugly, for listening to my ugly, but also knowing and understanding that our lives and our experience is not just ugly. There's a lot of beauty to it. Sometimes the beauty is in the struggle, the beautiful struggle. It's what makes for a beautiful life. It's what makes us human. We are both light and dark. And the question is, what do we choose to put out in the world? Whatever your experience is, whatever your belief is, whatever your religion is, whatever your orientation is, we are always, at any given moment, choosing what we want to put out into the world, light or dark. But we can't just all be light, or at least I don't think so. <laughs> Not without acknowledging the shadow that the light casts when it's shone on an object. 
I'm not quite sure where I'm going with that, but it definitely has a yin-yang quality to it. And that's really what I'm talking about here, is accepting the totality of who we are, good and bad, and saying, hey, just because this is the case doesn't mean that that's the entirety of who we are. And so anyone who can look at both and still say, hey, I'm still here with you. That's a person to be appreciated because it isn't common, not in these times that we live in. But my hope is that by doing this, I've shifted one more piece on the board towards this state of more honest being. <laughs> Still working on it, of course, but shifting nonetheless. So thank you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Thank you for orienting yourself towards a better life for yourself and letting it take the format that best suits you, who you are, and take into context both your good and your bad. And recognizing and not being ashamed of who you are or what you've done. And not just seeing the dark side of yourself, but also seeing the light side of yourself. Your potential for good, your potential for healing, your potential for love, your potential for growing. This is a podcast about breaking and coming back together better than we were before we broke. Kintsugi, The Art of Personal Reconstruction, Season 1, End. Adios and goodbye, and I will return again with Season 2 about two months from today. So, we are in, this is April, May, June. June 15th, I'll see you guys again for season two. Now to let some of the uh, adhesive dry and show off some of that gold in between each broken piece and show off the whole of me and the whole of you that has been reconstructed from the breakage and is more beautiful than before. Have an awesome one. Do well, be well. Be great, be better. See clearly, recognize, live fully and peacefully. And I'll see you all two months from now. I'm out for real.